What does it mean that God is holy? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hero of the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Brian DeBozik, Managing Editor of The Gospel Project, and with me is Aaron Armstrong, our brand manager. So Aaron, last time in our last episode, it was a challenge for us because we talked about love and that's kind of feelings and yeah, we're not good at that. Yeah, even though um, we said it's not just feelings, but it still involves feelings. And so we were we were out of our lane on that That's one. true. And, you know, so much so that we had to take an extra week off to recover because Thanksgiving. And exactly. so we did feel different feelings. Yeah, we, we felt, felt full and happy and tired. And tired, exactly. That What is it? Tryptophan? Trip, Tryptophan. Trip, yeah. Trip, yeah. Man. So that turkey worked really well. Oh, you know it. Yeah. See, you're lucky though, as a Canadian, you get that second Thanksgiving. I'm so jealous of you. It's okay. It's it's practice tra- Thanksgiving. <laughs> practice Thanksgiving. Yeah. In, in, because we live in America now. That's right. I mean, we have. Hey, you have your JV Thanksgiving up in Canada, but we have the varsity <laughs> down here. Well, maybe. All right. So today we're talking about something that I think we're a little bit more comfortable sinking our teeth into holiness. Ooh, yes. Because we is. are so holy, you and I. Well. You know, of all the words that could be used about <laughs> that's us, not one that would make the list. <laughs> Probably not. It's like no, that's also like humble. No, um, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm the most humble person I know. <laughs> yeah, that that's not saying much about the people you know. Yeah, it's not mm. saying much about me. No. All right, so let's uh, let's dive in. Go ahead and read this essential doctrine. Because wait, this is holiness. We got to get serious now. Yes, this we got to be somber. We do. All right, get your holiness face on and go ahead and read that doctrine. My holiness face looks like my regular face. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So um, just as always, uh, just as a reminder, we have a video, a short video ex- uh, that unpacks this doctrine as well at uh, gospelproject.com slash 99 essentials. Um, do check out those. We have videos for actually for uh, that we're releasing on a weekly basis for every single one of the 99 essential doctrines. So uh, come sometime in 2021, y'all are going to be very happy about this. And you're going to um, be happy having completed them all. Absolutely. Maybe by that time I'll be finished writing them all. So... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, here is our explanation of the holiness of God. God's holiness refers to his uniqueness in being separate from all that he has created. The word, the Hebrew word for holy means separate or set apart. God's holiness also refers to his absolute purity. He is unstained by the evil of the world. His goodness is perfect and his moral and the moral code we find in the scriptures is a reflection of his holy nature. As people made in God's image, we are called to holiness. So holy, separate or set apart. I think you can kind of boil that down to that idea of God is set apart in absolute purity. Yeah. Yeah. Which means we are not holy enough ourselves. No, gosh, no. <laughs> um, not even close. No, we are not set apart. We are part of the mess called sin in this world. Uh, God is not. He, he has nothing to do with sin. He is holy. He is set apart from it. And that's the big idea of this doctrine. Now, yeah. again, in, in the beauty of the gospel, uh, we are made holy. We are yes. declared holy. I should, I should clarify. Yes, we, we, are, are declared we are declared holy. And then we become holy through through um, a process that is called sanctification, exactly. which basically just means 
becoming more like Jesus. Exactly. And then ultimately we will be fully sanctified when Christ returns. That's right. And sin is ending. So so now while we in somewhat in jest but somewhat seriously say no, we are far from holy, positionally how we act or how we live positionally, uh, I'm sorry, positionally we are holy because God has declared us holy in Christ. Yes. But experientially how we act that's still where, falling that's where, yeah. far, far yeah. short. Although we should be growing in sanctification. Yes, absolutely. About. So where do we see this in Scripture, Aaron? Oh, well, we see it all over the place. Um, but um, just uh, just a couple here. Uh, Psalm 99.9. And we actually see this a lot in the Psalms yeah. just as a whole. So uh, spend some time in the Psalms. It's really, really great. Um, so uh, Psalm 99.9 says, Exalt the Lord our God, bow in worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. Um, I, so that's that's a, just a really powerful thing right there, that um, saying that our response to holiness should be worship. Yeah, that one's clear and on the nose. Yeah. Our, our God is holy. Yeah. The next two, though, are a little bit more poetic. and Right, but there's yeah. something really important there. So I'm going to read these two together, okay. and then we'll talk about them. So Isaiah 6, 3 says, And one called to another. These are referring to angels that are on either side of the throne of, the throne of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of armies. His glory fills the whole earth. Revelation 4, 8, likewise, which is actually drawing from this same imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, cheat sheet for for um, Bible study fans. Revelation makes a lot of sense when you spend some time in the major and minor prophets, especially Isaiah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people know that Matthew was a gospel written to the Jews, so it has a lot of Old Testament references, but yeah. Revelation actually has more yeah. reference, and it's 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 much harder, it's if not impossible, to understand Revelation it. without the Old Testament. Yeah. Right, and so here's what it says. So each of the four living creatures had six wings. They were covering their, they were covered with eyes around and inside. Day and night, they never stopped saying, holy, 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 the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and who is to come. And so you you, you hear that, that, that refrain there. Now, this, this, this thrice use of the word holy. Thrice. Thrice, that's right. I went there and I did it. So, um... That's right. I will get my smug and pretentious badge today. I have been impressed with you thrice times, and that was one of them. Mm, Thank you. I appreciate that. So this this threefold use of the word holy, this is really important because what it's saying is is, um, that God is completely holy. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, It's... it's repeated for emphasis, yeah. and that's something that you see a lot in um, in the Old Testament, is that a phrase or a word or um, you know or a couplet of of verses. Again, particularly in the Psalms, but you also see it in Proverbs. You see it in um, you see it in the in the writings of the prophets mm-hmm. as well. Um, these are these are intended to. Um, create emphasis. And yeah, it's, so a, when, it's a way to bold or underline. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, verbally. it's basically saying, hey, guys, this is really, 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 yeah. really and, important. And we know this in Jesus' ministry, he would often use the phrase, depending on your translation, yeah. truly, truly, or verily, verily. Yes. And that's exactly, it was, hey, pay attention to what I'm about to say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, hey, guys, I'm saying something that matters. 
So, so the holiness here of three times is, is saying this is really important. Right. This exactly. is really true. Exactly. And so um, so in an early so in our last doctrine episode before Thanksgiving, we mentioned that, you know, there is a quite like while we should be careful to avoid um, elevating one attribute of God over another. This is, I think, the one that you can get away with it because I, scripture tends to do and that. And I think Sproul actually says this. It's been a while since I've yeah. heard it, but I think he says, hey, you, you see holy, holy, holy. You don't see love, love, love. Yeah. I think he actually uses this yes, to support he does. that. Yeah. Yes, he does. Um, he does. Yeah. You don't in, see in love, 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 love. God, you don't see yeah. mercy, mercy, mercy. Exactly. You don't see, you don't even see just, 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 but you see holy, 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 which means pay attention. Yeah. So, um, now that being said, what kind of cautions should we have as, yeah, well, as we seek to understand the this? first one in response to what we just talked about? Mm-hmm. And we said this on the last episode about love. Whenever you elevate one, you are at risk at least of minimizing others. And so this one, when we when we think about the holiness of God and we think, all right, that's him being set apart. Right. That gives this idea of removal and separation. Right. And it, we have to remember God is imminent as well, that he is holy, but he is also near and involved with, with his people. Um, and talking about how these can be true at the same time is at the core of the gospel, isn't yeah. it? That, yes, God is holy, so how can a holy God be with an unholy people? By coming into the world as a, as a human as, being. And making them holy through the cross. Exactly. And declaring them holy. So it's at the core of the gospel. So really, you could sit down with somebody and, and get to the gospel with them in a really powerful way by focusing on two of God's attributes to start with. God's yep. holiness and eminence. How can those two be? So, yeah, so just keep yep. in mind that that holiness does not discount God's eminence. Right. And... Um, and in light of that, we also have to understand um, this doctrine properly in light of another attribute that we'll t- talk about at another time. Um, one of them is uh, God's omnipresence. And so mm-hmm. that may- basically just means God's ability to be everywhere at the same time simultaneously. Um, that is the beauty of God being God because he's not constrained the way that we are. He's not finite in in any way, shape, yes. or form. Um, and so... Um, one of the and why this matters is is that you'll often you'll often hear things like God can't be near sin. I've said or, that before. You've said that, and um, I mean you you have this this depiction of it um, to to some degree in the way that the temple and the tabernacle yes. were structured, where um, you had the the com the like basically the common congregational area, and then you had the holy place where only the Jews could go, and then you had the most holy place where only the where only the high priest could go, and then only once yep. a year on the Day of Atonement. Um, and so God was separate. He was he was cut off. From, so the people were cut off from His presence, um, and we see that Jesus in in His death on the cross. We see the temple, the 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 curtain that separated the most holy place from the rest of the temple was torn in two and fell to the ground, um, exposing the most holy place to all, which was a signifier that God, God's pre- like that anyone by faith could be in his presence. Yeah. Um, and that's a really important thing. At the same time, and because there's always more, um, and this is what like – when we say to be near sin, like that God can't be near sin or anything like that, um, 
all that to say is is it's not quite accurate. Yeah. Um, and even then, it's not it's not even accurate entirely accurate to say that he can't be in relationship with sinful people because God is in relationship with all people because God is over all things. God is the one who is God is the one who rules over judgment too. And so he has a relationship with sinful people and people who have been redeemed through faith in Jesus. It's just that one is one is a um, purely loving, familial, um, joyous relationship, and one means that it's going to go really, really bad for yeah. someone else. So he, it, yeah, we have to just. You know, I, I kind of think of it this way. Sin is not kryptonite to God. Yes. It's not, you know, you think of Superman and kryptonite gets near him. He's like, oh, no, I can't be near kryptonite. And it, it make, renders him powerless. Yeah. That makes sin God. Um, yeah. It, it's not that. It's God does not accept those who are still in sin and it's not dealt with. He is not in the fullness of relationship. Uh, there is not eternity promised to them. So, yeah, this is one of those. It's quite often where we will use phrases that are kind of popular phrases they're yeah they're in our vernacular pretty readily and you know we don't want to be jerky about it and be like oh that's not quite right and, but they're but they're not quite right yeah but they're, but it's not quite and again i've yeah. been guilty of it sure we so, all have so just to, to keep that because if we did say that well no yeah. god cannot be near sin right then we've got to answer well how's he omnipresent then right and and i mean it is it is right to say that in a certain respect sin does separate us from god yes and but how it separates us is what's important exactly. again God has relationships with with every kind of person, even people who deny that his existence. Um, it's just that he in for those who have not put their trust in Christ, that relationship is one where they're going to find out that he is real on the day of judgment and they're not going to like it. Yep. So let's, let's transition to what difference this doctrine should make. And I'll, I'll throw out the first one. It, yeah. This one, as I said a minute ago, this one's essential to understanding the gospel. Um, you know, without understanding God's holiness, it's it's impossible to understand our sin problem. Yes, because if you if you water down God's holiness or you you fail to recognize God's holiness, then you open a door for God accepting sinners and being okay with sinners or sweeping sin under the rug or saying, "Well, I'll just look past that." Right. Um, but no, when you when you understand that God is holy, therefore He cannot sweep sin under the rug. But he did deal with it in a different way. Mm-hmm. He dealt with it through the solution of Christ, paying for that sin. Then that brings the beauty of the gospel to bear. Right. It also makes sense of how God relates to his people in the Old Testament as well, because um, we see so many times that uh, people are forgiven for their sin, but we don't see, but we don't really see how that's possible until Jesus. Yep dies. And so that's that beautiful thing about the cross, right? Is is that um God is looking God is looking centrally at that and it has and its and its effects reverberate out into the past and into the and into the future. Um but um as we continue to think about how holiness makes a difference in our lives, um, the other one that we need to, to really focus on is, is that um, his God's holiness is an encouragement and a challenge for how we live. So 1 Peter um, chapter 1, verse 16 um, says that we're called to be holy as God is holy. And the problem, of course, is that we lack the capacity to do this on our own. 
Um, but the good news is, is that God empowers us too. That's why he gives us the yeah. Holy Spirit. And so the Holy the Spirit. sanctification we talked about earlier. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The Holy Spirit, his job in our lives is to make us more like Jesus, is to make us holy in the way that God already says that we are. And so really the process of the Christian life is is really saying, hey, live as you are called to be. Live as you truly are. Exactly. Not who you were. Yeah. 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 And, and I think this is critical. You know, we talk about the holiness of God and we are called to live holy, set apart, separate in an appealing way. Yeah. That our, you know, we should not blend in to our culture completely. Yeah, we should look a little bit different. Yeah, we, we should, uh, but in a positive way. Yeah, um, that that people should look at the church and say, "There's something different about these people, and there's something appealing about them and right. how they live. They're, there's they live with a love that's not like the love I experience. They live with a, a, a kindness that's not like I experience. They they have an know, integrity. They have an integrity, and I've never seen in other people. Yeah, and I think this is why. It matters so much that we in the church really do the hard work of working through our differences at times, um, how the gospel carries over to practical everyday living. Mm -hmm. uh, this is why the church should be unified as one yeah. around the gospel. And we should not be like the world in terms of the division and quite frankly, the stupidity that we often see yeah, because people treat one another differently because of how much melon is in their skin or where they're from or what gender they are, how much money they have. You go down the list. Yeah. And the, the church has been called to live holy, a light in a dark community showing a glimmer of God's brighter, more glorious, perfectly glorious right. light. Right. And that doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect at it. Uh, we're almost certainly not going to be. We're going to screw it up. Yep. We do. You and I do all absolutely, the time. Absolutely. I'm sure we've messed it up like multiple times just on this episode of the show. Oh, if you knew what I was thinking about you when you were talking. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know, that's but that's the calling, right? Is, yep. is, is it's it's the ongoing pursuit of what is of what we are in in Christ. Yeah. So let's call it there before yep. we get into a verbal spat. Yep. So if you are listening and have enjoyed this, we hope you have. Uh, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to the show. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please do visit gospelproject.com.